Dark Places by Beck. And the album cover has Japanese writing that looks very similar to tree branches and looks very similar to the Phoenician alphabet. I just thought I'd throw that out there, which I'm learning to translate. Welcome to Branches Tarot Shadow Healing. It was 111 when I said that. Spirit Sunday Spiritual Wisdom. My name uh, is Tracy Downey. I'm intuitive reader, spiritual healer, and guide. I am also clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient. And if you do believe in coincidence, this is not the podcast for you. We do believe in divine illumination. Everything happens for a reason. All the messages I receive are from the divine as well as from my guides, ancestors, from the past and the present and the future. I, um, we've been doing this reading during um, Pentecost, which is like after Easter now for almost five weeks. And we're coming to a close to it. And then we'll be back in ordinary time. When we get into ordinary time, I'm planning on doing something different. Because the Lord wants me to concentrate on the Quran. And wants me to compare the biblical text to the Quran. And find that actually there's a reason why Mecca is so important. As it is, you know, with the Bethlehem and where Jesus was born. It was 222 when I said that. Um... I also, we're going to talk about the pineapple and why the pineapple is considered so important to not just spirituality, but to um, creation. And I found that to be really, really surprising um, because I'm like, what would the pineapple have to do with spirituality? But it's because it comes from the, the plant itself and it's bountiful, it's plentiful. And it has a Sagittarius meaning. So we're going to talk about that too after we do the reading. How's everyone doing this Sunday? I'm still on a high because I graduated on Thursday from college. <laughs> but I'm catching up on sleep. I um, It's been six weeks since I... Um, is it six weeks? Six weeks? Six weeks since I injured my wrist because I, uh, I broke it. It's still healing. I'm still having trouble... I can, it is not, it's going to take a while, that's for sure, three, 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 and God even knows that, and I, it's like, when you do a lot of typing, or you're trying to grip things and stuff, it's, it's going to, it's going to take some time, I will have to admit, because, uh, you can't do it all at once when you want to, you try, and then you fall down, and then you get discouraged, right, like, um, let's say you try something the first time, even for a child, if you can remember how a child in their bedroom, they're trying to put something together and then they get mad and start grunting going, mm, 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 because they get so frustrated. They don't know how to process their anger and their disappointment, their frustration when things don't work in the way they have it in their mind. And one of the things we can teach through spirituality is that it's okay. The answers will come. It's kind of like when Jesus was young, you know, and he through a tantrum when he was a child. It's okay. The answers will come. When we're young, it doesn't matter if you're the son of God or if you're a divine human being. When you're a child, you have wisdom, but at the same time, you don't know discernment. 444, discernment comes through wisdom. And you have to be taught wisdom by your parents and by your peers and your mentors. It's a lot of reasons why 
a lot, I think, in Greece, why a lot of the men, the young boys, went to Plato and Aristotle, who was a philosopher, to learn when they went to school. Because their parents weren't wise enough to give it to them. They didn't have able to, the, the, the foundations to teach wisdom, you know? I think that's really important. We think about Adam and Eve in creation because if you're at a low vibration, even when you're at creation, or even if the gods are at a low vibration at creation, what are you going to be able to teach? You're only going to be able to teach the smallest layer of, of illumination from creation itself. You're not going to be able to process what you need. You're not going to be able to process what's happening to you. You're going to be in a temper tantrum. And if you have child trauma already it's going to be 10 times worse. So it's understandable why in scripture things don't make sense. They're used to be a source of enlightenment and insight. And teaching people right from wrong. And sometimes the wrongs would have harsh punishments that a young person at a low vibration would understand. But a person who's at a high vibration is not going to understand. And I was woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning for this speech, so just forgive me, because I was um, reading on the History Channel about the Bible, and even some of the historians that were talking about it, because I usually get confirmation from my ancestors when I, and from my guides when I'm reading things like this, because they'll tell me if it's true or not. I'll get a confirmation. I'll say, that's true. That's true. That's true. Right now I'm getting the hemp sound. Living in the material world. Yeah. Um, they, a lot of scientists and historians want, you know, cold hard facts. They were, they're in King of Swords, Queen of Swords energy. They lose the Queen of Cups, the, the, the feminine energy to trust the mystery of faith. And trust in the things they can't see. So they were talking about how did Jesus have all these brothers and sisters? Well, let's look at it from this specific. If Adam and Eve were the father were the creations, right? Were the, the source of creation through God, right? Well, then every person on earth is a brother and a sister. That's why he says, my brothers and my sisters. He's not referring to his family alone. He is referring to the people. My brothers, my sisters, even if you don't have the same skin color, even if you don't have the same religion, even if you don't have the same parents, you come from the creator, therefore you are from the original creator, therefore you're brothers and sisters. Even if you're cousins, that's why in Hebrew, Aramaic, I think it is they say, that sister, brother, cousin all sounds the same. That would be my, my, my insight on that one. Because I was listening to them and I'm asking, I'm like, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? That they were trying to say that Jesus actually whipped people when he was in the temple. And I don't believe that was true. No, I'm not even getting confirmation from Skittles on that one. But when I asked at 2.30 in the morning, I asked for confirmation from my sources who do visit me at that time and nothing, silence, dead silence. It's like history wants to paint God one way than another. 
And one of the reasons why Jesus came was for the karma of the sins from the past and the sins of the Father. The sins of the Father. The low vibrational choices. And that's why now we're being guided through spirituality, which was originally what Jesus intended because he's from the spiritual realm. And his father's house has a lot of rooms by the dwelling places. Yeah. The universe is a vast, vast mess. And we're just cutting the surface with that. I even asked yesterday when we were doing Saturday's um, reading if time travel was possible and a bird flew by when I said that. So then, yes, it is. And that would explain why Da Vinci was getting all of these plans and these designs of futuristic events like Nostradamus, but was frightened by it because they saw the destruction with technology and innovation because that creates more power. And when you create more power, you if you're at a low vibration, 10, 10, 10, you're creating more greed, you're creating more insecurity. It's why it's important to think about why God gets frustrated when he sees the people he loves fighting each other. And why the devil energy is so profound because it's a shadow. It's the shadow of God. And only humanity can help heal that. Only we can help heal that. Help Lucifer, Archangel Michael's brother. He didn't stop loving him. You can't. If you stop loving somebody, like your own brother, let's say, let's say in your own family, your brother squanders, he screws up, makes these messes and so forth, and you write him off because all he does is use you, 11-11. He's still your brother. He's still a little boy when he was a child going through what he was going through, like with my brother. I mean, we, we get in our arguments sometimes, but I love him. I can remember him when he was little. He was a cute little baby, cute little boy. I was so jealous, too. I was so jealous of him because I, all of a sudden I wasn't the center of attention. That happens with siblings. That's what happens with child trauma. We don't teach the wisdom at a young age. We just punish. Or we humor. We mock. And then we teach our children to do that with their children. And that insecurity stays put. And it follows them in the workplace. It follows them in sports. It follows them in relationships. Follows them with their own kids. We don't think about that. But maybe we should. You know? My brother, just because he's made choices in his life that I didn't agree with, that, or, you know, he had a lot of child trauma. I mean, my brother fell on his head from a two-story landing when he was just 18 months. My brother cut his foot open Tickle, tickle, Skittles. Confirmation from Skittles. Cut his foot open when he was just about, you know, six years old. I mean, my brother had a nail gun shoot him in the leg while he was at work. My brother's gone through a lot of trauma. 
and a father that didn't live with us. So he didn't have that nurturing element from his mom. And it wasn't intentional. It was just because my mom didn't know how to process what she could from her trauma. And then my father wasn't around because he was in flight or flight mode. He, he didn't know how to be a parent because he was still living as a child because of his trauma. And this happens with a lot of families. And then we want to call the father the deadbeat or the mother the deadbeat or, you know, awful parent or something. But then all you've done is taken those verbiages and you pass them on to your own kids. Because I thought I would give my children everything that at 333 that I never had. And they still had child trauma. So that does not solve the issues. It doesn't fix anything. If anything, it just makes your child feel more insecure. And I learned that through my daughter. So there's got to be a better way. I think God wants us to do it with more wisdom and teaching how we can heal through nature, how we can feel him through all living things as Jesus taught. And there's always these discrepancies about, well, what about Christianity being the only religion? No. It is the same story in China. It's the same story as it is in Mecca. It is the same story as it is in Israel. It is the same story as it is with the Romans. It is the same story as it is with the Greeks. It is the same story as it is with Nazca Indians. What we have failed to realize is that things have been cut out of Scripture that people deemed at 444 that were... How do I put this? People argued over it on what they believed the real philosophy was. And what's part of this interesting awakening in the 144,000, I'm remembering past moments in my life, past life, that go all the way back. Where I was hurt, where I was judged I also had many many things um, when I was re when it was revealed to me who I was in the past I had a dark night of the soul moment and I cried for three days because I had to realize that even the people we put on pedestals can put disappoint us but they do the best they can they do the best they can and we have to look at things from a different angle different perspective I met someone who was a star seed just as myself <laughs> I've seen him three times now White blonde hair. He's good looking. <clears throat> and this is what was interesting. I saw that vision last week. And then he turned himself into a centaur, like a Sagittarius. And this is what was interesting. When he was at this bar talking to this woman, he was so bored out of his mind by her. She was just tapping on his ear, just talking, 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 talking. And he was just like so frustrated. He was holding her hand because he couldn't communicate back with her or understand a word she was saying. 
And he had in his hand, it, it looks like those little, um, they called them something in that they used to carve clay and stone. It looked like a dagger, but they used it for writing words and tablets and so forth. And that's what he had in his hand. And he was writing it on this tablet, a cornerstone, cornerstone. There you go. Cornerstone. I saw that three times today. Cornerstone tablet. And he's writing words on it instead of verbally speaking to her. So she's talking to him and he's bored out of his mind. He's not even looking at the drink in his hand. And he's, he's just like so uncomfortable. And I, I mentioned this before. And then he turns away, he gets off his seat and he turns and he changes clothes and he comes back wearing something else trying to fit in. I truly believe this is what God tried to do for many centuries. He tried to fit in with people. Could you imagine being someone gifted with the power to create and shapeshift and be responsible for all creation and yet you're not respected and you're not loved. It is understandable why a person or a parent would be angry. It would be understandable why a test would happen like the serpent because if God is the shadow and the light he's going to test people to see on the wisdom because once you've given birth to humanity it's natural for them to sin because that's what humanity is all about learning lessons and God had to learn painful ones And if you have to have be forgiven for the sins of the Father, and Jesus comes and he's crucified for his for the, all the forgiveness of sins because of the sins of the Father. It makes sense. And every time Jesus would say, you know, when at the Last Supper. And we do in Catholic Church. And he talks about, you know, this is my bread, this is the, this bread, this is my body. It will be given up so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. Well, every person who has done that, who has received communion, has partaken in transubstantiation, and then is killed so that sins may be forgiven. You are part of the covenant already. You're part of the covenant already. So when I was getting those downloads, it was pretty interesting to me. And a lot of these historians were saying, you know, Jesus was whipping people. No, I didn't get that. I did get that it's important about Atlantis that we need to not ignore that. I also was getting the importance of how we should read Mecca and read the Quran because Muhammad and Ishmael are part of Abraham. And that's the covenant that God made. But we also need to remember that Buddhism brought the same wisdom 
So can God be in different places at the same time? Absolutely. And can God come back and come back and come back? Absolutely. It is important for us to keep an open mind and trust the mystery of faith. And those that may be galactic beings that live beyond our world, that do come and visit us and have been visiting this planet for many centuries before we were even born or thought of. And give them the respect that they deserve. They just want to exist. And who are we to say that God wasn't with them when that happened? We don't know. But it's important that the correlation of Zeus being a cornerstone, a stone swallowed by Cronus, just as Jesus is the cornerstone from the island of Crete, concrete, Freemasons, structures. It is important to acknowledge that connection. And Zeus had trauma as well. And his brothers and sisters had trauma as well. So we haven't kind of gotten this right. Because we've all been born with the original sin. Which makes you forgiven. And forgiveness is the most important thing. So when I put in perspective, like my divine masculine, my uh, twin, my twin flame, as I've mentioned before, he has more than one personality because of the traumas he endured. But because I know who he is from the past, it makes sense. The sins of the father. You can't hold on to anger. You can't hold on to resentment because with resentment, everything you'll touch will not respond to it. Your energy will change and then your energy attracts resentment again. So then you create trauma bonds again. What is important is to forgive for you, forgive for humanity. Always say, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing because at a low vibration, they didn't. They didn't. I was reading a comment where someone was talking about on a soap opera, there's a same-sex marriage and there's a person commenting saying that they don't agree with it. They don't approve of it because, you know, God's against it. No, that is not true. That is not true. That is not true. 444, divine protection.
You cannot punish the soul. Whether the soul is male or female inside, gender has no boundary. Like my daughter said, she's pansexual. She loves the soul. She doesn't matter if they're transgender. She doesn't matter if they're trans. It doesn't matter if they're male or female. She loves the soul. They are them. She actually dated someone that called themselves they. I couldn't figure that out. I do now because my divine masculine <laughs> has more than personality. So it's they or them. How are they doing? How are you all doing? When you address them that way, you can't be manipulated because you see through it. But at the same time, you're giving the respect that they deserve because of those sins that were made and created before them that they are no fault of their own. 555, expect the unexpected. Where it becomes tricky is when you're adult and you commit sins on your own and you're deliberately hurting people and hurting people and then you go against God and then you go against the universe and you think that you are in charge of it and you think that you are in control of it and you think that you can get away with it. That's when you've overtaken your step with control because only God, only God has that power. The universe has that power. And they're not about to relinquish it to anyone to one person. It doesn't work that way. When you think you're more powerful than God, then we're right back where we started. How Lucifer had to learn his lesson. See, I'm not going to call Lucifer evil. I'm not going to call him the devil. Because he is the son of God. All the angels are the children of God. And when they come down, they're there to protect humanity. In Lucifer's case, he is the lost brother from the farmer parable in scripture who goes off and squanders everything who sins, who hurts people. And judges people for their own sins. That's why justice is with Libra. But most importantly, if you refer to him as evil, then you're only spewing the evil out of your own mouth because it means you haven't healed. There are dark energies and dark demons. That is not a lie. That is true. But how you feed them is up to you. It's like the trolls on the internet, social media. I can go on there and I can feed every computerized bot all my energy and drain myself to win a contest with somebody who is a, just a microcosm or a wounded personality that 
doesn't know what compromise means. You have to teach it. And the best way you learn compromise is when you walk away. And you realize when you observe that it's not worth it. You teach a person who's wounded how to heal from that. Because they're seeing you doing the exact opposite of what they're used to. You can't go back to screaming and shouting at them. Because if you do that, then they're just going to keep shouting more and more. You have to explain why you will not lower your vibration. Why you will not allow yourself to be manipulated by it. You see right through it. But you also understand where the pain comes from. It's almost like dealing with Helen Keller, a miracle worker, dealing with someone who is deaf and who is blind at the same time that many people wanted to write off because they couldn't know what to do with her. You can't do that. You look for a system that works and one that does is teaching nonviolence, teaching not to argue, teaching how to see arguments for real, real reasons why they get started. Insecurity, self-loathing, frustration, disappointment from people-pleasing if you people please someone and then all of a sudden they do the opposite of what you want, who's the wounded person here? The person who's been people pleasing because they didn't get what they wanted. Yet there's every child out there, that's what they do. Oh, you'll come to my birthday party? Oh, I'm, I'm sending you an invitation. Would you, I would love for you to come to my birthday party. Would you come to my birthday party? I would love for you to come to my birthday party and then nobody shows up. Or one or two people show up. That is devastating to a child. Because they attend their birthday parties. And they go to all those. But they can't come to theirs. So they're heartbroken. Their self-esteem is shattered. Or let's say you're a middle child. Or say that you have, you know, a sibling in front of you, a sibling behind you. And you're forgotten in the middle because you're supposed to take care of yourself. Because they're too busy dealing with the youngest and the, and the oldest. Or you're the oldest and you're being forced to take care of all the ones in between. Child trauma comes from when you're not able to be a kid and not be able to think for yourself and learn and enjoy childhood. That's why it's important to heal those child wounds and see life as a child with an adult mindset now. So when I go out to the garden and I'm always giving my respects to nature to mother Gaia and to the Lord I do my best to watch the butterflies flutter in the morning they fill me with joy or the dragonflies dance in front of me and flirt it gives me joy or smell flowers that are freshly just out there for me it gives me joy or create or pick up these beautiful little presents from the universe like pineapples and Capricorn designs and gifts from the universe. What they want me to talk about and what they want me to know that they love me. It makes me feel good. So do imaginary people exist? Yeah. You know why they're imaginary? 
It's because everybody in the 3D world cannot see them. So how do we see them? When you raise your vibration. That's why when we go through ascension, and I experienced this in 2000 and, um, 2000? I think it was the year 2000. There was no pain. I just kept going and going, going up and up and up and up. There was no pain. There was no anger. There was no resentment because that's ascension. To get to heaven, you have to ascend. And the higher you ascend, the higher you sit on the throne, God, or by God. Three, 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 three. That's why there's many dwelling places. That's what we learn through this and teaching those lessons. And then you're teaching your children and then your children are teaching your grandchildren. Your grandchildren then teach those lessons down. That's a healthy attitude to do rather than the past traditions because the past traditions have to go because they were built on child trauma. This is what conservatives don't understand. And I can sum it up for them in just one sentence. When you see Ted Cruz out there screaming at the people, it's based on child trauma. When you see him choosing such a starch, hardcore right, it's because of child trauma and power. 444. See, I don't believe that's really him. I believe that's just a person he portrays on the screen for everyone to see so that he gets reelected. I don't think that's the person when he's with his daughters. I don't think that's how he acts. That's just me. I think that's the mask he wears. I also feel that a lot of people in this world believe what they're doing is right. And that's why everybody has free will. I can only go by what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling as an empath, as a philosopher to be, that God wanted something much better for everyone. And right now, I'm actually seeing in the clouds the Alpha Omega sign. It's almost like he's right there in the clouds and he's watching me while I am doing this. I know that sounds pretentious and I'm not trying to it to be because I am just me. There's billions of people in this world, trillions of people in this world. But I don't think he doesn't with me. I think he's just doing observing the world and just seeing how we do on this Sunday. You know, everyone's in church like we are right now. And we are talking about healing and releasing past transgressions. If someone hurts or manipulates me, it's like God was trying to talk to me last night about, and when I say talk to me, I get downloads, like spirit, spirit does that. Spirit will give us messages, you know, intuitively. And then we, we realize downloads, why is it happening? And you can say that it's not true and we're making this up, but then the funny thing is, is then you go to every other reader out there and they're saying the exact same thing 
So how can all these people all be right energetic-wise? Because energy doesn't lie. Just some of us get the messages differently than others. And right now he was writing out peace through the hieroglyphics. Um, I have a worm. He created the, the, the letter C out of a cane. And then I saw the two lines, the letter I. And then the leaf. God landed on the leaf, and there's E and Y for I. And then I saw a bird, A. And then what was P? P was the rug, yeah. Oh yeah, he was in the bathroom, or a towel. He was in the bathroom for that, so there was the towel this, this morning when I was getting ready. So P-E-A-C-E, -E, peace, peace be with you. That's what God was saying, peace, he wants peace. He doesn't want children fighting. I think it breaks his heart when he sees us fighting with, you know, Middle East. That's not what he had in mind. So if someone wrongs you yesterday or the day before, don't hold on to it today. If someone has departed your life and you're sad, I understand that. My dad died two and a half years ago. But I know he's with me. I saw Cardinal this morning as well. It means your ancestors are trying to talk to you. They're all well. Every time buddy goes through judgment, it's unavoidable. So when people say about Jesus, I am the way, through life, yeah. No one goes through the Father until they go through me. You have to go through judgment. And forgiveness of sins. That's why God wants us to forgive. It's a lot easier in going with the flow than it is to hold on to resentment. I've learned that many, many times. My past husband was not perfect man. He was a beautiful man. He was a caring man, but he was a jealous man. And that's because of child trauma. He wanted people to love him for the things he did for them. But he also wanted them to fear him so they would respect him. Because those who feared him would not be able to betray him, so he believed. And that wasn't the case. And that broke his heart even more. But I know he loved me very deeply because <laughs> he's been following me all this time. Even since I was a child. And he never gave up on me. So that was a beautiful thing on this journey that I will always treasure. Knowing that my past life husband. Who was really, really high up there in the um, in royalty. Yeah. 
love me for who I am. But he didn't know how to process that love because it was so young and new to him. And I think many men go through this because of trauma. They're afraid of getting their heart broke and they would rather run instead of facing the light. And they do the dark shadow because they don't, they rebel. They rebel, they don't know any other way. They're tempted. Especially if you've been living a strict, structured life. Thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that, thou shalt not do this, thou shalt not do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Well, there's the temptation creates. Temptation is automatically created in that because you have free will. It's a test. I want to see if you're going to love me or you're going to love them. Are you going to go ahead and sin and go with them or are you going to love me? And then those that do it are afraid that they can't come back. But in scripture, Jesus does the parable and says, yes, you can. That's why he says, the Lord says, conquer your fears or your fears will conquer you. And every child is afraid to confess to their parent when they've done something wrong. God sees it. And even if uh, in your relationship with someone and they have done you wrong and they've hurt you, you see it for what it is. So you're healed at that point. It no longer hurts you because you've released it from the past because it's not worth keeping and holding on to. You're, then you're all of a sudden you're going through ascension because you've learned a plateau, you've broken a cord, a cord you've lifted up your vibration because now you see things for what they are. This helps you through life so that when you see the red flags before it happens, now you don't have to go in because you now know what will happen if you do. It teaches you discernment and discernment can only be taught through life lessons. If you touch the stove and you get burned, you've learned discernment not to touch it again. Because now you can show the child, I got burnt when I was this age, like my grandmother. Fire on one end, fool on the other. She was playing with matches. I don't think she was just playing with, she says she was playing with matches. And back then they didn't have dresses that, you know, were treated to prevent fires. And her father was putting up lanterns and they were going to have a party for a lot of the people on the farm. She was during, this was during the Great Depression. And they were, it was like a harvest time. They were putting all the food out and everything. And uh, she was putting the paper lanterns up. She was on about five or six. And she had the, the stick matches and she was playing with them and twirling around like it was a, uh, uh, like a sparkler. And it caught in her dress. And it set her leg on fire. And my great-grandfather had to pick her up and toss her in the mud to put the flames out. And then he took her to an Indian man who was a medicine man, a shaman. His name was Black Bear. And he treated my grandmother. And he gave a paste 
to my great-grandfather and told him that he must put this on her leg every day to clean it from the burns or she'd lose it and bend that leg every single day. And my grandmother would cry. She told me how it was so painful because all she could do was, you know, cry because of the pain. And now I understand it because of my wrist. I, I completely understand with what she went through. So my falling down and hurting my wrist, the lesson was wear a wrist guard. <laughs> That's how discernment is learned. And if we don't separate the two from trauma, oh, no, 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 I'm never going to do that ever, 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 ever again. Now, my grandmother did smoke, though, when she was younger. But she quit after uh, my cousin was born. And that was in 1980, and she never went back to it. She died in 2019, so she was free from lung cancer. That's why she got to live so long. My father wasn't that lucky. He smoked all the way up till he died. But my father had child trauma that he couldn't face. Ever had a parent where they say, it's in the past, we're not going to talk about that. It's in the past. Everything's forgiven. But then you're feeling like, wait a minute. You want to have your say. You want to have your peace so that they can listen to what's going on with you. But then you swallow it and you say, okay, because, you know, you've forgiven your dad. It's over for what he did. But the truth was, is my father had to be asked for forgiveness through God because what he did followed him all the way till he died. My father was not a man that was easy to ask for forgiveness. He was unable to. And he was very stubborn, and my mother is the same way. So there's two ways to look at it. They're not going to do it because of child trauma. They're not going to do it because they weren't taught to add, that they could ask for forgiveness and not get beat. If you remember getting beat to a point where you couldn't walk, or thrown down the stairs. I was thrown down the stairs in one of the Khan's casinos as a child because I didn't completely watch my brother, though it was my father's job to do that, to watch both of us because we were just children. It's those type of things that you process over time and they still stay with you. It's important to release those energies by doing so, so that you are no longer attracting that type of pain in your life. Because empaths will do that. You are a magnet for narcissism. And one of the things is that empaths are not taught through school, through books, how to deal with it. You have to go through spiritual wisdom. And God is the one that's been teaching me how to deal with that now. And now I see it. And you can't build a foundation with that energy. That is a dark, bottomless pit energy. And the only way that can be healed is when they come down to their knees and they reconcile with God and themselves and they forgive themselves first and they say they're sorry. And they'll be forced to. They want to enter the 
heaven. You have no choice. So it's a lot deeper. If you say that's it, I'll just I'll just go through the judgment, you know, at the judgment day and I won't think about it now and I'll just keep building up and building up and building up those sins. You lower your vibration when you do that. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Your vibration will be low. So you can be a millionaire and have vibration low. And I talked about Elon Musk just a few days ago about this because of the way he treats people on Twitter and social media and how he whines about it when he doesn't get his way. And then what happened after he bought Twitter stock? His stocks went down 16%. His assets were in trouble. Because see, it's spirit's money. It's not Elon Musk's money. It's not Richard Branson's money. It's not my money. It's God's money. And money is energy. So if you are in dark energy, you're gonna lose the money. It's not gonna keep coming back to you. You may get back some, you may hold on to others, but it's not gonna be respected and it's not gonna flow like milk and honey. That's what Mark Zuckerberg is learning with what he did. Eventually, you have to come to terms with your choices. We all do. If you want real money to flow, you have to give and be the giver. But don't be a people pleaser. There's a difference between the two. So... I know this has been long. We haven't even done the reading yet. So we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we're going to do the reading and then we will do transubstantiation and then we're going to talk about some things. All right. So thank you, Anchor, for hosting our podcast. If you'd like to donate to our channel, it is uh, Cash App, Dollar Sign Branches Tarot, B-A-R-A-N-C-H-E-S-T-A-R-O-T. And 10% of all proceeds will go to a charity that we help with child trauma. We want to make that important and perfectly clear that that's what Branches is about. It's building a community for you and how we are being guided as part of the 144 as this awakening to build something that's beautiful for so much for humanity and for our children and our children's children so that they don't have those child traumas. And the only way you can heal that is through energy ascension. If you cannot raise your vibration and you hold on to those animosities and those angers and you don't let the love flow through the chakra, you can't be in alignment and it's important to be in alignment. It doesn't matter if you're 200 pounds. doesn't matter if you're 150 pounds. doesn't matter if you work on a treadmill. Insecurity is an energy. And if you're working out and you've got a hot body but you're insecure, you have not raised your vibration. If you are 180 pounds or 200 pounds but you have a high vibration because you accept yourself for who you are, 222, that's all God asks. Love yourself as he loves you because it's the soul that radiates out of the flesh you will attract the beauty that you put out. You will attract the abundance that you put out. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants that for you. So take a break and we'll be right back.
these days by the black keys welcome back to branches tarot and shadow healing on sunday spiritual wisdom this is tracy downey i am intuitive reader spiritual healer and guide also i am clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient and again as i've mentioned if you do not believe in divine illumination or that everything happens for a reason this is not the podcast for you because we don't believe in coincidence we believe it's a lie that it was made up to dismiss the mystery of faith and all the universe and the phenomenon the song by the black keys is by the album brothers so when i think the brothers on this and it's like you know a hand to God, I didn't mean it. Asking for forgiveness. And I was getting forgiveness by Mandy Moore also, where Mandy Moore says to, and she wrote this after she found out um, what her husband did to her. And she said that you don't get to find out, you don't get to know, because the forgiveness is for her. Right? So when relationships end, you don't have to have the person know whether they're forgiven or not. That's one thing. Three, three, three. Forgiveness is for you so that you ascend. Because when you release that energy, they are not, They are forced to face it. Otherwise, they'll cling on to you. That's one. Number two. But when you're asking God for forgiveness, which is what this song by the Black Keys is about. Some of you might be musicians too or play piano, or feel like you're the black sheep of your family. That's a different story. That's like the farmer parable, like I mentioned, where Lucifer, like the other brother, 
goes out. Doesn't think he'll be forgiven. Pride is what stands in his way. But the father is so loving. His anger is short. It's slow. But he's more forgiving than anything. And he wraps his arms around his son, his wayward son. He puts a robe around him. He gives him land. He gives him a feast. And I never understood that as a child. Because I was like, I was like the other son. I was like, wait a minute. He's been working in the, the field. He's been doing this day after day after day after day after day. And then the brother comes back and then all of a sudden he gets everything just like that? Is it because this son was the favorite? It's not about that. It's about knowing that you can be redeemed and you can be born again. That you can accept the sins that you've, you've had, that you've committed, but that you're a human being and that God loves you unconditionally. It's about unconditional love, period. Everybody sins. If that wasn't the case, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. Nobody's perfect. And there's no such thing as perfection. Not even the eyes of the Lord. So let's get to it. Five, five, five. Expect the unexpected. Someone has a crush. Someone's trying to quit smoking. Palm tree. When you get palm trees, we're gonna go back to that also with the with the um, the pineapple because it all is is all. It's good. It's about abundance, and having everything that you need, and that's important. So May fifteenth, fifth Sunday, Easter. Lectionary 54, reading 1, Acts 14, 21 through 27. After Paul and Barnabas had proclaimed the good news to that city and made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. I will elaborate on that when we're done. They appointed elders for them in the church, in each church and with prayer and fasting commended them to the Lord in whom they had put their faith. Then they traveled through Pisidia and reached Pamphylia. After proclaiming the word at Perga, they went down to Atalia. From there they sailed to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work they had now accomplished when the church when they had right when they and when they arrived they called the church together and reported what god had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the gentiles responsible psalm 145 8 9 10 11 12 and 13 i will praise your name forever my king and my god i'm going to try to sing it i will praise your Forever, my King and my God. I think I can do it. I will praise your name. Forever, my King and my God. 
The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his words. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God, let them make known your might to the children of Adam and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages and your dominion endures through all generations. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Second reading, Revelation 21, 1, 5a. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain. For the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. New beginnings. Alleluia.
John 13, 34. I will give you a new commandment, says the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia. Alleluia. The Gospel, John 13, 31, 33, 34, 35, 3, 3, 3. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. And if God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to Revelation. After Paul and Barnabas had proclaimed the good news to that city. We don't know what that city is. That's an axe. And made a considerable number of disciples. They returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples. The souls of the disciples. The spirit of the Lord. The spirit of God. How do you strengthen the spirit? By being true and forgiving others as they've forgiven you. 444 divine protection. How do you strengthen the spirit? By miracles or by faith and belief and the power that God has given the chosen ones. The strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Initiation. That's what the spiritual journey is. When you get initiated in the 144,000, it is the same as in the past, as before that. You will be tested. You'll be asked if God is whom you truly love. You'll be, your faith will be tested like it's been mine and others. But you're strengthened because you understand why the tests are happening for all mankind. And you understand that the tests are part of the lessons in life that we learn. Because that's what we do here on earth before we can enter God's kingdom. We must be pure. We must be born again. And we must understand the significance of forgiveness of sins. That's why you have to love one another the way Jesus did. The way the Father loves so deeply. 
but was misunderstood. They appointed elders for them in the church, each church, each church, and with prayer and fasting. And remember, church is community for each community. And with prayer and fasting, commended them to the Lord in whom they had put their faith. They traveled through Pisidia and reached Pamphylia. After proclaiming the word of Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God. For the work they had now accomplished. And when they arrived, they called the church, the community together, and reported what God had done with them. The miracles that they themselves have experienced with the strength of the Lord and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Revelation. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death, mourning, wailing, or pain for the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Now, I mentioned a photograph. There's a picture. I, sh I, I have a photograph of the divine, or that looks like the, design, the divine in the clouds, and he's sitting on a throne. And next to him is the Egyptian symbol for T-H, the, so I think throne. A bear, another bear, and then it's either Aries or Capricorn with blue eyes. And what's interesting about it is that's part of ascension. You go through the dark shadow before you can get to the light, which is like life itself. But as I've mentioned is when you love God and you see all living things on earth with him inside them in the Holy Spirit, he's dwelling among you already. When you raise your vibration you have heaven and earth at the same time because you're learning to process the pains. You're learning to process the child traumas. You're learning to process about fear. I used to say fear doesn't exist. Fear can be manifested though. And we have to learn that difference. There's a reason why do not be afraid. It was beside me. I woke up in the middle of the night when I had that vision of the Sagittarius man. And he was so feeling nervous and terrified to hug me. So awkward. Feeling so uncomfortable. Feeling that people weren't going to like him. People weren't going to love him. People weren't going to forgive him. And I was asking for a hug. 
earlier in the week. I was. I, 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 was, I was praying to God and I was saying, you know, I live alone. Me, like, human-wise, alone. And that my bird and my dog is all I have. And it would be nice to be able to feel an embrace. And I got that. When I was uh, astro-traveling, I got that from him. It's like he literally came all the way to see me, to give me that embrace. But he was uncomfortable because he didn't know if he would be rejected. I did not reject him. I embraced him. I kissed his forehead. And then I let him do what he wanted to do. I accepted him for who he was. And he knew that. So when I woke up, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, do not be afraid. And then a bird flew by. So my point is, is that if God is dwelling among the people, when you go to sleep, you will see him. When you look up in the clouds, you will see him. When you are in the garden, you will see him. He will communicate with you through the light. He'll communicate with you through the, through the clouds. He'll communicate with you through the ground, through the flowers. When you raise your vibration, you will be able to see this. That is the plan. That is part of spirituality, of healing the child traumas. And if someone fights that, and they want to stay angry, and they want to be bitter, and they want to be frustrated, it's going to keep manifesting bitterness, frustration, anger, and pain. To the point where God then says, okay, no more. And then he'll do away with it. Let's not manifest that. So Revelation is not about the end of everything. It's the beginning of everything. beginning of everything how God is able to communicate with us through the algorithms through your radio through song and always we'll say to ourselves we just pass it off as coincidence we don't we don't we don't see it as the miracle or the magic in front of us and that's what it is you don't have to live in poverty, spiritually, financially, physically. That's not what God wants, 333. He wants you to be aligned, heart, body, mind, and soul with your chakras so that he can communicate with you. What do you think kundalini is part of? Uh, when you're doing the kundalini, you're, all the sexual energies you're having, that's one. But two, you're also raising your vibration and you're taking out all those toxins and those dark energies from your body. It's a beautiful thing. And it must be done. Because then you have a whole new perspective than you did yesterday, or a year ago, or a week ago, or 10 days ago. And you just keep ascending. And then you accept that the things that happened to us are the lessons we're learning from the past. Because that's what God wants. He wants those generational curses over. He doesn't want pain. 
He doesn't want to discipline his children. He wants his children to be born without pain, without anger, at a higher consciousness level, with divine protection. That's what he wants. And when the time is right, he will reveal that to everyone. But right now, it's just a few from the past that are back here for a mission to teach the humanity that you're loved and you should not fear forgiveness, that you should accept it. It's part of the Lazarus heart and something we don't think about. Yeah, it's like a scientistic a rush to a brush of blood to the head. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So, after reading this, let's go and talk about this. We wanted to talk about the pineapple, and God wanted me to see this because this was a gift from the Lord. That I, people say this is a gift from the Lord, and I'm like, well, because who else is making these things for me? Nature, coincidence. Well, who creates nature? Five, 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 expect the end of the day. Mother Gaia was part of that universe. Universe is what? With God. God is dwelling here with all of us. And I see him when he talks to me and visits me. Then he's here. But everyone's waiting for this big rapture and these like these like name and light syndrome and they're they're thinking that it's gonna be like this big huge remember when the spaceship landed in Jerusalem? He came down and was everybody was there and he went boop, went back up. How do you know that wasn't God? You don't. You don't. He is of light. He is a sun. And when I see him, I took pictures today with the Lord. I do it every day. But let's talk about what the spiritual meaning is about pineapples. It's wealth and decadence. <laughs> let's see here. From millersguild.com or symbol sage. Let's go with symbol sage. Pineapple symbol and meaning. It's um, from Nina J. Symbol sage. Understanding the world through symbols and mythology. Which is quite funny because that's exactly what I do. Pineapples are most among the most unique fruits with their spiky exterior many eyes and sweet delicious insides while the symbolism and meaning of the fruit has changed over time its popularity hasn't and it remains one of the most consumed fruits here's a look at the story behind the pineapple the pineapple is a tropical fruit with a juicy pulp inside and tough spiky skin on the outside which we all know and it represents it represents a pine cone it's almost every other major language. The pineapple are called ananas, which the word is also mentioned in scripture. Pineapples were originally cultivated in Brazil and Paraguay. From these regions, the fruit spread to Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean islands. The fruit was cultivated by the Mayans and the Aztecs, 
who used it for consumption and spiritual rituals. In 1493, Christopher Columbus came across the fruit on his way to Guadalupe Islands. Intrigued, he took back several pineapples to Europe to present at the court of King Ferdinand. However, only one pineapple survived the journey. It was an immediate hit. From Europe, the pineapple journeyed into Hawaii and was cultivated on a large scale by James Dole, a pioneer of commercial and cultivation production. Well, that's one way to look at it. But this isn't what I was referring to. Um, it's the symbolic meanings. There we go. It means um, in early European society, pineapples were a symbol of status. Pineapples could not be grown on European soil and therefore the affluent could afford to port them. Pineapples were used as decorative elements in dinner parties and reflected the wealth of the host. Pineapples were hung on doorways as a symbol of friendship and warmth. So, I have, because I received this gift from the Lord, from the, from the earth, from the fairy, fair, my fairy friends. Um, it's a little tiny, piney structure. Made, it was on the ground, and it's the shape of a pineapple. It's beautiful. And, uh, yeah, it's a pine cone type style. But it's teaching the wealth and the prosperity. And it's hung on doorways as symbols of friendship. So, in other words, it's, it's sending his door to me. It's like, I want this for you to show a, a form of friendship with me and with nature. And with the neighbors. All the flying friends of mine that are in there. Yeah. He says, it's friendship. That's what it's about. And then it says, sailors who returned safely from their oceanic voyages placed a pineapple. Where did it go? It was just here. Yeah, placed a pineapple in front of their homes to invite friends and neighbors. It's also, it did not originate in Hawaii. It's the Hawaiian fruit. It's a symbol of feminism. And it is an integral part of many cultures and beliefs for the Native Americans. The pineapple was used in various ways. It's like it was prepared alcohol or wine known as chica or guapo. The bromelian enzyme of the pineapple was believed to have healing powers and the fruit was used to treat stomach problems. Pineapples were also offered to Vitsli Pultsi, the god of war in some Native American tribes. Aries energy. Chinese. For the Chinese, the pineapple is a symbol of good luck, fortune, and wealth. And in some Chinese beliefs, pineapple spikes are seen as the eyes which see ahead, which bring good luck to the keeper. Yes. Yes. When you want to talk about the all-seeing eye, it's in every living thing. Every living thing on earth, it is. You have three eyes on the human being. You have eyes on the animal. You have eyes on the creature. You have eyes in the plants. You have eyes in the trees. Yes. This is true. In Europeans, Christian art of the 1500s, the fruit was the symbol of prosperity, wealth, and eternal life. In the 17th century, Christopher Wren, the English architect, used pineapples as decorative elements on churches. See? Church. And interesting facts about pineapples, they're grown on pollinated solely by hummingbirds. So for the hummingbird, is important. They need the pineapple. And the hummingbird tells us to be in the here and the now. See how that works? You get intuitive downloads in tarot just by reading something and you don't realize it. So, hummingbird means be here and now in the present moment. The, pine the pineapple brings wealth and prosperity. Skittles just rang the bell. And then it said here, 
the pineapple fruit is produced when two, 100 to 200 flowers fuse together, and some people eat pineapples on burgers and pizza. True, I'm one of those. Catherine the Great was fond of pineapples and especially of ones that were grown in her garden. The pineapple can flower much faster with the use of smoke. There are more than 100 varieties of pineapples, and pineapples are actually a bunch of berries that have been merged together. The famous pina colada cocktail is predominantly made out of pineapples. Pineapples do not contain any fat or protein, and Brazil and the Philippines are the highest consumers of tropical fruit. It is a symbol of tropics and hospitality. But it is also Let me look at it here. I knew there was a spiritual moment. That was just the whole thing. It is no wonder the pineapple symbolized different things. Um, yeah, luxury. Luxury and wealth and prosperity and friendship. That is a beautiful thing. Pineapples came to symbolize wealth and decadence. They also came to be seen as representing the best and certain expressions related to pineapples became common in the speech of the time. For example, the late 1700s, people would commonly say that something was a pineapple of the finest flavor to describe something of the utmost quality. So you see, it's, it's a nice gift to receive from the universe, even the symbolism of it, because the universe is telling you that you are of the finest quality. You are the best. You are amazing. So when you go in the garden and you see gifts like that from the universe, be gracious and thankful because they're, 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 they're saying to you that you matter. And that's what a child needs when they have child trauma. When they go into the gardens and they play with their friends, let them learn the explorations. Let them learn the symbolism so that, that when they find these things, they know they're special. They know they're beautiful. They know they're loved by God. They know they're loved by the universe. And that, that raises their vibration. And that by raising their vibration, it brings and attracts the more of that abundance to them as they grow older. They'll be able to face people who bully them. They'll be able to face people with animosity because they'll have that self-confidence from the very beginning of life to up to adulthood because there's no child trauma in you because you've healed your wounds. That is what God's master plan is. That's what heaven and earth is all about because heaven and earth is of a state of a mind on earth to see it. And if you have God here dwelling with you, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. And that's, that's what I've been seeing. So I'm never alone. That's why the spiritual journey is important through any faith that you may be. We're not alone. God always dwells with us. He watches over us. He loves us. But if you, let's say um, a bee comes in your, uh, your, your, your garden and it's pollinating the flowers, or okay? It's, it's, it's pollinating, it's taking that to make the honey. But it also means wealth and prosperity and the Maccabees. It's also a sign from God to read about the Maccabees, okay? So you get, a, I, the bees I get are about the size of a half dollar. And they're plump, they're fluffy, they're big. That's how I know it's God. 
<laughs> and they're hearty and they are just beautiful you know it shows them like sticking their head in getting in all that nectar nectar of the gods ambrosia and it's just beautiful and they're walking amongst us every day and it's 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 paradise God is responsible for all living things on this earth and what you manifest to come. So you help create with him manifesting what you want when you raise your vibration and that's what creates the heaven. That's what creates the beauty. That's what creates the lack of pain. That's what creates a timeless place. And when we pass away, when we go to sleep at night, you visit the place, you're in harmony with yourself and with God and the universe. That's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So I was told to remember something else to talk about. It wasn't Enoch. That was one thing, but it wasn't Enoch. Um... I'm trying to remember. I believe we were talking about Ecclesiastes. And that was written in 450-200 BCE. And it's all about wisdom. Oh, yeah, wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Spirit. Um, I had the pleasure yesterday, before we start transubstantiation, that's coming up in the next segment, I had the pleasure yesterday of ordering from this bakery called Wisdom Bakery here in Montgomery County. And let me tell you, because I live a vegan life. I live a, I live a gluten-free life as best as possible. I don't, I don't eat meat. This was a meatless burger I had called a Gouda burger with vegan cheese, lettuce, and tomato, and ketchup, and the vegan bun. And I had vegan macaroni and cheese. And I had the best two cupcakes. They were vegan and they were a little on the dense side, which is what I like. I don't like it to be too dry. They were perfect. One was a lavender cupcake. The other one was a lemon cupcake. They were $6.50 each, but they were huge. They were big. And um, they weren't teeny tiny, if you know what I'm trying to say. They were, they were hearty. But um, I had one with lunch and dinner. And I gotta tell you, the lavender cupcake made me sleep so well. I went to bed like eight o'clock last night, and then I woke up at two, six hours, and that's and then God woke me up. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. And we were watching a program together, and that's why I was asking him these questions to see if this part was true, this part was true, this part true. History Channel gets some of it right, but God wants us to watch Gaia. God really wants us to watch Gaia. And get a different perspective to things. And we will learn more about the world. And not just the scientific part of it, but the spiritual part of it as well. To guide you. So. Um, but yeah, I was like really excited about that. And then. Um, so we go back to Ecclesiastes. We were talking about everything was meaningless a couple of weeks ago. But. That's only without wisdom. Everything's meaningless without wisdom. Once you get the wisdom, you don't feel that way anymore. Because then you understand what it's all about. Pleasures are meaningless. 
Wisdom and folly are meaningless. Toil is meaningless. Footnotes. All Ecclesiastes does is tell you what it's like to be at a low vibration. To recognize the difference of what woe is me means. And wallowing in that. Like a time for everything. There is a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born. And a time to die. A time to plant. And a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And nine, what do workers gain for their toil? 10, have seen the burdens God has laid on the human race. 11, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I'm gonna leave it right there. That's the frustration of God. That's the frustration. So if he's created all these beautiful things and no one recognizes the beauty for what it is, and like, I don't care about picking flowers in a garden. I want to go do this. I don't care about looking at the roses or the butterflies. I want to do this. You're dismissing God's miracles. I mean, I look at it this way. When a new butterfly is born and it flutters in front of my face, God created that butterfly for me. That's how I see it. He meant for me to see it, for my transformation. He meant me to see it because he loves me. He meant for me to see it to show I love you. To teach me how to raise my vibration. To teach me to see the beauty in all things in flight. To see the beauty in myself. As he sees me, because what you reflect, what you, what you attract, attracts you. The beautiful, beautiful butterfly is how God sees you. You're beautiful. That's the miracle. That's why it's not meaningless. Everything's meaningful. Everything has a reason for it. But if you're at that low vibration, you're going to create and manifest frustration, death, war, hatred, all of these things. If you don't know how to process them, 3013. God is with you always. He lives in you. So we're going to get to it now. We're going to do transubstantiation. Like I said before, this week, last week was the first time I ever did it. In my whole entire life, I was a little 333. I was a little nervous about it, but God has wanted me to do this. And I asked three times, do I do this or not? One, two, and then three. Boom. Yes. Okay. So we'll be right back. And if you have with you your drink of choice, doesn't matter what it is. Okay. And your food of choice, doesn't matter what it is. However, I have a pita because it's unleavened bread. And there's a reason for that ritual, I think, that God wants. 
I prefer the non-bread, though. I will just tell you that. That's not gluten-free, though. It's, it doesn't taste the same. But, <laughs> it's, it's so I use pita. And then I have um, my herbal tea. So we'll do transubstantiation next. So we will be right back. Sunday Best by Surfaces. I love that song. Um, Cause yeah, everybody falls down sometimes, you know, you just gotta keep getting up, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay, feeling good, it's okay. So welcome back to Branches Tarot 111. Welcome back to Branches Tarot Shadow Healing. My name is Tracy Downey. We are about to do transubstantiation. So if you go to scripture, Matthew 26, 17, 30, the Last Supper, we're going to go down to twenty-four. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, you have said so. In other words, Judas told him he would do it beforehand. He foresaw it. 26. While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he gave him thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take it and eat it. This is my body. 2.22. It'll be given up so that sins may be forgiven. Do this in memory of me. Then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and saying, Drink it from all of you. This is the my blood of the covenant, the everlasting covenant, which was poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. When he had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount Olives. Do this in memory of me. Through him, in him, with him, in the Holy Spirit, this soul endures forever and ever. Amen. 
I'll now take the cup I will hold the pineapple the mystery of faith Lamb of God you take away the sins of the world Lamb of God you take away the sins of the Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. It doesn't say, it doesn't say the part. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Let me go back to it. Um... Oh, here we go. This is my blood for the covenant. I tell you, I will not drink. Okay, I said that. Jesus predicts Peter's denial. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Then Jesus went into the disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. And he said to him, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as my will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. 
While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arraigned a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place, that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. The important passage of this part of the scripture after the Last Supper is that all power comes from above. And karma is real. And sacrifice to lay down life for the friends and the ones you love is real. And those who live by the sword die by the sword. The sword is not just a sharp instrument to kill man and woman and child, but of our mouths, it is air energy and words can be just hurled as brick bats or knives, like daggers into the flesh of someone. It is important that we put the swords down So sins are forgiven. So that war is now at peace. Because it's balancing that shadow side of humanity is what prevents us from having the heaven on earth that we so want and desire. We don't talk about that in the Catholic Church. We do that scripture during, you know, during the Passion, 1111. But I wanted to say it after doing the transubstantiation because it is important to feel the Lord's pain and empathy for so much knowing what was going to happen to him and he was alone. No one should feel alone. No one. And it's important that we keep that in mind that God is here and he has returned and we got confirmation from something flying down yes so that is to be rejoiced and be glad about this is a beautiful thing you know um, 
It's smashing news. It's exciting news. It's James Blake asking, are you even real? share a cup with her see that's what i'm saying i don't pick the songs they just show up because of the algorithms that we put out there queen of cups energy that divine feminine nurturing caring energy that loving energy Empress is all those queens she's the queen of swords she is the queen of cups she's the queen of pentacles she's the queen of wands Um, and when we balance out those chakras, we can have that heaven on earth that we want because we understand the deeper meaning of what, what things happened and why they do. So I think that was beautiful. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm going to, um, close this out with having a blessed Sunday. It's 1238 PM. 1414 on the clock there. I hope you enjoyed um, Branches with us, Sunday Spiritual Wisdom. Um, this week, I'm going to be a lot lighter because college is over for now until I start up in the summer classes. I'm going to be working on things. But I think we're going to start exploring more about the Quran. I really do think we need to read that. I have been guided to do that by two people, and Skittles just rang the bell. And I just talked about that 1444 Divine Protection. And also, I um, I got in the middle of the night this morning about how many uh, passages in the Quran are very similar to Scripture. So we're going to compare those because that's what branches is about, putting all religions under one roof. Transubstantiation is practiced not just in Catholic faith. It is practiced in many faiths. And there's a reason for that. Because the memory is not just with Jesus itself himself. It's the fact that it's been done forward before. God did it on Mount Sinai. Before Moses came. So it's very interesting we should see on the other face. With Buddhism and with Islam. If it's very similar to what we are experiencing. Because if it's all the same it just means the names are changed. It is the same God. The first and the last. And we should not dismiss the Greeks on that. We should not miss the Chinese, the Japanese confirmation from Skittles. This is a big world. Many tribes. 
but there's only one one who would lay down his life for his friends. He did it first to teach and to heal the past. That's what God wants. And he's here now. So when you raise that vibration, you're going to see him, not just in the clouds, not on the ground, but in flight. You're going to see him in the birds. And when you ask for communication from him or on the radio, he's going to speak to you. Rejoice and be glad about that. Rejoice and be glad about that. And those that are under judgment will be under judgment. But the judgment will always start with you first. Accepting your faults. Accepting the things that you're not perfect about. Healing the child wounds. Healing the insecurities. That's what we have to do. We can do that together and that's what the shadow work is what we are here for. So... I've enjoyed this segment with, uh, with Branches with you guys today. If you'd like to donate to our channel, we would appreciate your generosity. All, um, it, all the monies will go to just building this channel, uh, this podcast, and building up this covenant, which is what we are trying to do, and travel and do this all over the world. And also, by doing this with your generosity, 10%, we want monies to flow forward. We want it to keep going that way. So 10% of all your donations will go to help children with child trauma in a healthier way by energy healing. And only those that God has chosen will help to do that because we're not getting it done the right way now. There's too many broken people. There are songs about broken people. So you can't hold them all responsible because there's a source from the very beginning. But we can stop the curses if we take the stand now. So, for all of us at Branches Tarot, from Skittles to Eloise and the Lord, we thank you, Lord, Archangel Michael, for being here, Archangel Gabriel for being here. We love you and thank you. God bless, live in light, and take care.